Mamela. Fellow South Africans. COVID connected. Welcome, welcome, and hello, everybody. Um, this is COVID Connected. My name is Batin Jobe, and you know, Galoking Haman, I'm a soldier. I'm here with Asi Asikelele Fezisa, Lazola Gachikwana, and I am Nandi Pamaliti. Betumani, sadly, the last episode, but guess Lapa, we're gonna do it, and we have a full house. But before we get into that, how are you guys feeling? <sighs> very bittersweet, very bittersweet. I'm happy that we're close to the end because we made it, guys. We made it, and we did not think that we'd get here. But what? Who knows what's gonna happen next year, next season? Definitely. It's, it's like, very bittersweet for me. In long man, like, has I don't want it to end, but there's also a part where I'm like, did you guys? So, like, it must end, but. John, are we going to get into that? Because obviously we're going to share, we discuss here Afikaya's and to Ezo. But before we get into that, on the previous episode, we touch on how things have been with people back on campus. We went to the streets of Makanda to find out how campus life has been for the students, both in terms of academics and the social lives. So if you haven't listened to that, honey, you better hop on COVID Connected Episode 3 on Ayono FM. Um, yeah, Nisa Nayoma Nichan's guys, otherwise. But on today's episode, we'll be taking a look into what we missed during the term. We'll be listening to some of the stories that Corona Diaries team produced during the term. Um, it's the final episode, so we have to end things the right way. We'll look at the experiences of the team throughout the term, and lastly, we'll touch on what to expect next year with the Dr. Jean Dutoy. So please, Lalan Nati, guys, go to Ballet, go to Bafaya, Galogo, Uyayazi. But we have Usian and Juan who is taking us through the most memorable moments before a lockdown ends. Like, like the sound of an invisible scratch on your grandfather's vinyl, my last couple of months have felt repetitive. Like Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, except not as funny. Concepts like time, obligation, and waking up are all becoming less concrete. I call time nowadays salty mashed potatoes because it's too soft to stand for anything, and I just don't like it. I mean, who would? This year feels like a series of Lemony Snicket's unfortunate events. Insomnia-ridden nights are spent reminiscing and regretting. I remember when I was 10, we had football practice for school and club on Wednesdays. I wasn't in a high team, so after a fitness session for school, which was standard motivation to not lose the next game with an air of or else, we got to play a six aside for club. Sure, the plump kids are usually put in the back, but I liked goal-saving last-ditch tackles over scoring any day. Fast kids thought they could kick and run past me, so they tried it. Often. The ball rolled a little too far for his comfort, and that was my cue to get some grass stains on my shorts. I flew in, and he flew out. The ball, too. 
Down the bank it went. The steep bank at the edge of the field had a man-sized gutter below for stormy days, so I slid down into the bank and found the bowl at the end of the drain. Looking back up at the peak of the bank, I wasn't all too sure whether I had the firepower to boot the ball back up, and I couldn't carry it up either because I needed all fours up the bank. So I kicked the ball out the gutter so hard that my standing foot went out from under me. Bam! My head kissed concrete. I ran up feeling okay, just a little sore, and my coach nearly passed out when he saw the blood. The bump was so big it was like I grew a second head. I didn't usually fail tests, but not knowing where I was counted as a failing grade for the concussion test. I had to get my head bandaged and had a severe concussion for a couple days. The pain only hit when I got home, though. So I slipped two painkillers strong enough to do in a horse, and I slept. I woke up early in the morning. Two days later. That feeling of time passing fast and the dull drum of what could be pain, but mostly numbness, is what lockdown has felt like for me. The days passing one another like strangers in a New York movie scene. My mental hasn't been A-grade lately, and I can't imagine that I'm the only one that feels like there's a din of static in the background every day. So talk to someone. Do some arts. Smile. But we'll get through this. One spoon of salty mash at a time. Hey man, I think that was a really great story because no, personally I've never had a concussion. 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 I don't know what it's like to have a concussion, so that was very interesting. Memories before lockdown. I remember eating and grooving a lot. That was fun. Yes. Like, I remember food and groove. I remember even planning to groove. Like, guys, we plan what guys you want to groove every Like, I will make sure. But then, hey. For me, life was dull, hey. I don't know. Because I was like, I don't know. I came in not knowing. <laughs> and I'm glad. And, because, know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad because, like, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, Azam, it was literally just a lot about Ukruva, guys. But also, I actually planned on, I had a lot of plans on saving money and what I was, I also planned, like, I want to travel by the end of this year. But then, I actually have the same aspirations of, I'm going to try this Airbnb and that Airbnb mm. and this Airbnb. And literally, nothing was coming, Sana. But anyway, Ujozi and Makink. Uti Siteta Mubuntu, babe. She was on about how she misses being around people during the lockdown. Just human interaction. You know what it's like to be around other human beings. And that part was really missing. But okay, let's hear what she's got to say about it. Ubuntu. I am because we are. My cousin and I are on the baking aisle at Spa. An old man is staring at a section of the shelf. We stare at him staring at the shelf. He turns towards us and asks from beneath his mask, Sorry to bother, but where is the condensed milk? My cousin points a finger in the direction of the tins. 
which sit directly in front of the man's eyeline. He laughs out loud and says, this is why his wife never sends him shopping. There's something about moments like that. Things I've taken for granted. Like hearing someone's laugh in their throat before it escapes their mouth. The way people's eyebrows furrow upwards when they're amazed at themselves. Arguably the hardest part of lockdown, at least in my case, has been the social isolation. I feel ridiculous. I've got loads to be grateful for. Yet I feel like I'm in that movie scene. The one where you sit watching the rain drip down a grey stained window. And it's not like nice African rain that replenishes the earth. It's that UK rain that just drowns everything. It reminds me of a poem I once read. It's entitled, They Have Come Soft Rains, written by John Philip Johnson. He speaks about the Cold War bomb drills. His friend Annette is worried about the bombs. Here's the last few lines. Why, Annette? There's nothing to be upset about. The bombs won't get us. I've seen what's to come. It is the days, the steady pounding of days, like gentle rain, that will be our undoing. Maybe the virus won't get us. Perhaps it will be the days, the steady pounding of days spent without others, that will be our undoing. Ubuntu. A person is a person because of other people. Dear other people, I miss you. I feel as though you're all carrying a part of me and it only switches on when I see you, in person. I'm sad that you've become a series of pixels in my already fragmented world. I miss connecting to your energy, to your physical presence. Without you here, my world shrinks. I feel like a tree in autumn. One by one, all my leaves are falling, gracefully, but to the floor. I just wish I could see you in the store. I wish I could show you where the condensed milk is. I only am because you are. I am because you are. I think for me, guys, the story was it because as much as I, I don't like human interaction, I like knowing that I can go outside and see humans. Mm. The fact, like, I remember around June, I looked outside my window and there was no one in the street. Mm. No cars. Airway dogs, zins, and doyas, but, like, no humans. And, like, I live opposite a preschool and there were no children. It, it was so dead. Mm. And I think a part of me really missed that and I really needed that. And then, obviously, when lockdown started, you know, easing up, then I was like... Loki missed y'all, but now nah, I want to go back to my cocoon. Mm. I don't know how other people feel. Personally, I really enjoyed not seeing people on the streets. It was so exciting. Um, because it was like, oh, this is new. What's going to happen next? I don't know. No one knows. You know what I mean? It was mm. just the, the anticipation, the anxiety, um, just everything. But of course, you know, and for me, you know, I was really, I was, my, my other thing, um, to be, not to be too political, but I was interested in how, like, how the media correlated with what the government was saying and our reality. Mm. So I was like, okay, where is the army? And I was mm. like, why is he smoking? <laughs> why yeah. is he walking there? <laughs> Um, and my mother's a health professional, so she'd be like the police, she'd be like, where's your mask, you know, mm. while we're driving and everything. But 
I must say, though, I did miss, you know, human interaction. I mean, that's our line of work. We mm-hmm. deal with people. Yeah. I did miss that. I needed that, um, most importantly. And, yeah, but I think what I can say for myself is that I lived through it. Mm-hmm. And I embraced and I was very present through all the moments. So, yeah. Yeah, I got very comfortable in my little cocoon shame. I'm like, I was very happy, but I did definitely miss just being around people. And when that time came, it was scary, but also like, it was like, oh my God, like I'm back. Like people are back and yeah, no. I don't want to go back to that dark, dark piece. <laughs> Welcome back. You are still listening to COVID Connected, the behind-the-scenes podcast of Corona Diaries. So, as you all know, we have a session in all of our episodes, a section where we have uh, listening forums. Um, the way that the course is is uh, is structured is that we go back and forth with people, you know, critiquing the students themselves. So the students are the audience and they are the participants. Um, but we do have our social media pages as well, our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Corona Diaries. We're also on YouTube, um, Corona Diaries. Our YouTube channel is Corona Diaries. But as for the listening forums, we did not have a listening forum. We had an evaluation um, forum where the students uh, had uh, filled had to fill out forms of you know evaluating the course, evaluating the year, evaluating how it was, how it went for semester two, and yeah, so this is what they had to say. Um, I think Nandi. Yeah, yeah. so this was around the beginning of the semester and this is uh, how they felt about the beginning we have one person who said that um, my neighborhood is really noise noisy that made my recordings really bad I sometimes could not do my work early because there was too much happening being an older sister hindered my participation I had to make sure that everything runs smoothly at home while I have to do school things as well so I think I can completely understand because a lot of people actually had to go through this because you're in a home and you have your family you have to take care of your siblings and you have to do your work at the same time it was a very stressful time for everyone especially during this course which requires you to be in a quiet space record your stuff so yeah but we also have um, someone else who said that lecturers tried the utmost best in order to still provide the students with an experience whereby they could learn online as if we were on campus sitting in lecture halls. The constant communication between students and lecturers were a good thing so that all students knew what needed to be done and the understanding nature of lecturers as well also played an important role. So I think that I can totally agree with this, especially for this department, guys. I can't speak for all the departments at Rhodes, but the Journal Department really tried their best to make sure that everyone was accommodated for and everyone was okay. Even the tutors, us as tutors, we really tried to work hard to make sure that no one was falling behind just to like, you know, so they know whatever's going on. So like, yeah, I completely agree with this person. 
Definitely. I also agree um, for the Joan department in particular, from the lecturers to seeing how the lecturer were, lecturers were keeping us accountable for the students themselves and how we went from group sessions to individual sessions to Zoom meetings to individual meetings to emails. You know, just trying to really accommodate and make sure every student is not left behind. I can definitely say for the Joan department, at least for the podcasting session, we really, we really did our best. And I'm just happy that, you know, it was evident and the students are also seeing that. Yeah, and I'll probably in the comment section. So, students, they were asked if they were lecturers, how would they have conducted the course? And Omnia Pendulata would conduct the course, the teaching program, the same as the results of this year. However, I will spread out the workload so each week would not be consumed with too many tasks. I would provide a video for dummies, for podcasts, for students who did not go to school. This would be a great introduction for Adobe for everyone to learn and refer back to when we were facing struggles with the techniques. Of which I believe Ukuba, each tutoring team will not doctor tutor. They provided enough resources, e videos for dummies from how to use Adobe, how to use Lexis Audio or Audacity and stuff. So shout out, shout out to to the team and to his students for that. Yeah, yeah, I think we really did uh, our best in that. I think what they mean though is probably they were maybe home and they weren't here for the for the workshops that we did because mm. we had workshop sessions yeah. when we were when students were allowed back on campus. So we had workshop sessions for the students that are here and we showed them Adobe Audition. But what we didn't do is we didn't do videos for mm. them. We did try and do videos for Audacity and Lexus Audio. Um, but yeah, we there's only so much we can do with what we have. We really did our best, but yeah. Well, I also think that um, in terms of what you're saying, Asi, we did what we could, but now we know what we still need to work on. So next year we can try again because we know COVID is here for a while. Mm -hmm. Also because people don't know how to act. But anyway, none of my business. (laughs) I did um, a learning journey and um, I really, yeah, you're going to hear it now. So this person says 2020 was a difficult year for every one of us. At this point, I'm only happy that I made it this far. Although I came through some complications throughout the year, I'm glad that I managed to push myself to move forward no matter how hard it was. The lockdown made me realize that every everything in life is on a slippery slope. And that's when I started pushing and motivating myself to do all my work and move forward. Um, this really touched me because each and every one of us, mm-hmm. there was something going on. If it wasn't your academics, it was your personal life, your finances you know your your mental health and you had to just pick a struggle and then just push on and Mm -hmm. this person who wrote this shout out to you boo i'm proud of you you're doing great sweetie don't give up we can do we almost at the end Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we also need to speak on Rhodes University because we're, are we the only university that's actually finishing on time? No, um, UJ is also... Oh yeah, up, we're one I of the... Envits. Yeah. yeah, so guys, we're soldiering on and yeah, man, shout out. Um, for me, I think the, the comments that, that stood out the most is, it, it's, it was a question where they were asked, are you proud of the students that you have become throughout this? And for me, I thought that was beautiful because it was a, a kind of wholesome and it allowed the student to reflect, you know, do a self-introspection and not kind of alienate themselves from 
the academic work, you know, just to realize who are you as a being and as a student and what has the course done. So we have someone that says, I believe that lectures may have gained a better understanding of course concepts of work and what is more important. However, I felt that this year I have not learned as much as I could. I felt that lecturers were consolidated and not as in-depth as before. And I found that I was not engaging with the work as enthusiastically as before because the work did not seem as exciting anymore and rather vague. Guys, before I comment, what do you guys think um, about this? I would understand what, what this person means by the work became a bit vague. Um, in terms of this course, there was a lot of gray area um, because things had to be in a way personal. And I think as students, I was also saying for myself as a, as a journal student, I, I forgot what it's like to share my own stories. I, I never learned how to share my own stories and talk about myself because I'm so used to going out, getting a source, working with that story, telling that story as authentically as I can, but I've never had to speak about my own personal life. And I think that's, that's where the vagueness comes from because, Uti, give me a story pitch. You can pitch about anything. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Mm. I think with, with like the students I was working with, a lot of it was, Bati, what do you mean by it can be anything, you know? And then people then had to search within themselves, which is something we don't do often, Yabona, when it's like normal school. You get what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I mean, we did try to have guidelines, but I think this was a very personal course. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does, it does deal with an audio diary, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so it was a very personal course, and I guess it can be vague because no one can instruct you on you and your life. Yeah. Um, and you kind of needed to... It was a very personal course. You, yeah, I, I keep on saying this, but I, I'm reflecting on how you kind of needed to do that introspection, needed to, you know, know your surroundings. And, you know, your tutor can only do so much and the course coordinator yes. can only do so much. It was definitely a, a, a self-learning journey and you know personal journey but so as you know we've sort of reached the end of the year now and we're wrapping up everything is done and we have to look at what to actually expect in the future is corona diaries going to end is it going to continue so uh we went out and we spoke to dr jean detoit and she told us a little bit about the challenges and um how this year started and where we are now and what to expect in the future. So let's hear from Dr. John Detoit on what we can expect from Corona Diaries next year. I really didn't know what to expect from this project. Uh, I remember in the middle of March when the students had been asked to pack up their things and go home. Um, we were sitting in that big conference room at the top of the Africa Media Matrix, myself and the tutors and Kyron, the teaching assistant, and um, we were talking about what to do and I looked around the room and it was clear to me that nobody there really accepted yet that we would not be seeing each other again in a long time, that we would not be able to work in this way face to face for quite a while. Um, but nevertheless, we used that meeting to put in place the basic idea for Corona Diaries. Um, and, um, you know, despite the fact that we didn't know what to expect from it, um, it did come together like a miracle. Um, I never really expected anything from it. I just hoped. And um, lo and behold, mm -hmm. we had a project which really worked. People kept sending stories from different parts of South Africa. And we were able to put together a series of six wonderful episodes 
two seasons of Corona Diaries and I feel immensely proud of the students for being able to do this. It feels very strange to be where we are now. I mean, it's the end. We've done it. Um, we finished the Corona Diaries project. Um, we survived. Um, and yet we can't be here together at the end to celebrate it. Uh, it would be wonderful if we could have a party where we could all, you know, be together and talk about it and think about what happened this year and give each other hugs. But we can't do that. Um, and I do wish that it was possible to thank everybody properly. Um, the producers of the Corona Diaries and COVID Connected, all the tutors, the, the students who were there to tell their stories, um, and the family and friends who made it possible for them to do that, because I think it's been a, a tremendously special project. Um, and I feel honoured and privileged to have been part of the process of doing that. Um, so it is something that I will always feel thankful for to everybody who's been involved in it this year. I wouldn't say that there was one big lesson that we learned from Corona Diaries and teaching about it in 2020. Um, the problem is that there were so many lessons that we learned and it's hard to pick from them. Um, I have learned more about how to teach audio and how to teach about podcasting this year than I have in a very long time because of what we had to do. Um, but I guess the one thing I would say is I have learned how important it is to ask students to really matter to them, um, to tell stories about the world that, um, um, that really need to be heard um, and to capture, you know, aspects of their um, reality that people might not be able to understand in future because this is now and this is an important moment in time. Um, and what students have to say about that is is important and should be listened to. Um, and I can say it in a way that that matters um, and that uh, that people can take seriously and that is also really enjoyable. Um, they have an important contribution to make. Um, and we at the School of Journalism and Media Studies need to give people a space to to tell those stories um, and we can do it. I guess that for me is the most important lesson. If I think now about the, you know, the, the challenges that we have faced with the Corona Diaries project, I, I suppose they don't really seem that huge to me. Um, you know, we struggled with things like access to data and um, technology and, um, you know, the fact that we could not, in order to be able to, to talk and that made communication difficult. Um, but in the end, the, the gifts of the project were much more important than the challenges. Guys, Nimvileke or Dr. Jean, guys. And also she, she really took us through the whole journey of from the beginning, how mm. we felt. We were very unsure about guys, you're also And I remember we were all in that meeting and we were like, <laughs> we really didn't know what to say. I even remember like, what I was wearing, <laughs> yeah. how we were feeling. It was such we said, a tense meeting. What like, are we planning? What yeah. are we going to do? I just remember Ula Zola sitting next to me and being like, no, I want to buy June. <laughs> and everyone was like, no. And I was like, no, we're going to go into, you know, going to go home. The government is going to do something. But then go June. I'm sure everything's going to be okay. Mm. And we were looking at him like, <laughs> yeah, I think another God. thing that I remember is um, how initially, actually, we were supposed to be the ones that were anchoring the show. 
Remember, because we're like, how are we going to do this? Like, Mm. how are we going to do everything? And we were going to be the ones that were, you know, like doing the shows and, you know, anchoring and helping students like very closely, Mm. even like with the voices. But I think Dr. Tatoi is right. It's like a miracle Mm. because now the students narrated the the show. I mean, as much as we, you know, you know, Karen helped with the scripting and there was post-production done by Ngozi, um, I think, wow. We made it work, guys. We made it work. And I think they got something out of it. And I'm glad that they were able to learn out of this experience. And I got Zupela, guys, Corona and everything. So I'm very excited to see Ubaku Zakonzek and Loni in the next season. Yeah, and can I just say, like, another gift is that now students, especially students who came back, know how to deal with um, remote learning for mm. podcasting and audio. And they know how to deal with the studio and Adobe Soup software and everything, which is a blessing. They're very wealthy in that respect. All right, Nivilege, guys. This is Otinje, another beat, and then we'll be back. COVID connected. Okay, ke apho kulapho sesifika ekugqibeleni kwesho sine sengethemba ukuba bese izinto ziyamyama ubize ngamaqhasho izinto zepublic guys njengoba siyazibana ukuba lengxuba kaxa ka yecovid lena ye yasenza ukuba sikwazi sebenzela emakhaya lonto ye yabangela ukuba abazali bethu obhuti bethu babeyinxalenye ye corona diaries maske siyeve kusiyabonga khumalo nosapho lwakhe ukuba bathini na Welcome to Sebonga Cycle. These are the wonderful voices of the people that surround me. Nagidibuseng Cecilia Kumalo, Mewa Sabonga. Hi, Sbusisi Kumalo, Baba Gasiabonga. Hi, I'm Kainzi Kumalo, Sabonga's sister. Vela Huwaka Rulo, a project in. Nyechabulu Bae Nganye, a project. Hi, um, my name is Ronald. Good day. My name is Surprise Pillar, and I am friends with Siawanga Kuma, and we also go to Rhodes University together. It's very depressing being at home during lockdown because we, I can't do most of my hobbies, like going to gym and meeting with friends and stuff. Oh, guys, I'm in my feels. I'm in my feels. Guys. Yo, that was beautiful. Like, I might just miss my family. Just might. <laughs> might. But anyway, the families that helped us form Corona Diaries were very grateful for you guys. You guys really pulled up for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And it was so intimate, you know, mm-hmm. just knowing the student and their family members mm-hmm. and understanding them. Thank you so much for the support. Yeah, thank but you yeah, so, so shout out to the families. I'm definitely gonna miss this. I'm gonna miss hearing from your families. I'm gonna miss being part of, you know, all of this COVIDness, which sounds weird, but the 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 production side of you know the arts that came from mm. Corona, um, Corona, Corona Diaries. Yes, Corona Diaries. And I think for me, the most beautiful thing about this course was that. It, it allowed for healing, you know, because like a lot of academics are like a lot of pressure. So you're always submitting, 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 but and you're giving, giving, giving. But this allowed 
for you to receive, reflect, mm. and heal as well. So, and heal with your family members and your support structure and them understanding the kind of work that you do and how you do it, you know? And, I mean, these packages will stay here forever. These are things that people can look back into and actually even create memories and, you know, put in the archives of their families. There is so much. It, it, I mean, the fruits of this are pregnant with possibilities and pregnant with potential. So, yeah, unfortunately, we have reached the end of the season. And this is officially a goodbye from this team of COVID Connected. It's been a wild ride, challenging beautiful, emotional. I was in my feelings from time to time. <laughs> uh, but until next season, maybe you won't hear from me, but you might hear from other people. COVID Connected, Corona Diaries will still be here. Um, don't forget to check out Corona Diaries and COVID Connected on Iono FM. Follow us on our social media pages at Corona Diaries. And that's it from us. I'm Batin Jobe. I'm Asigele Repezisa. I'm Nandi Pamaliti. Nandi Gulazola Gatiguana. And this, this is was COVID Connected. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye